who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Welcome to the serialized audiobook, Ancestor, written by number one New York Times bestselling novelist, Scott Sigler, performed by the author. Ancestor is also available in print, ebook, and unabridged audiobook. For links to purchase any version, Visit scottsigler.com slash ancestor. The phone rang. Mookie barked at it. Mookie barked at everything. Shut up, girl, Sven said as he walked to the phone. Yeah, Sven here. Sven, it's Clayton. Clayton's voice sounded scratchy and far off. Clayton, those cows are awfully sick, eh? And they're getting worse fast. Who's coming out to help me? Listen, Sven, there's a problem. Janata is up to no good. Can you just stay out at a barn for a day or so until this storm passes us over? What the hell was that old coot rambling on about? Was this another one of Clayton's tall tales? No, Clayton, I can't stay out of the barn. I have to take care of my herd, eh? There was a pause. No noise but the scratchy connection and maybe some wind on Clayton's end. Sven, listen to me, eh? Just trust me on this one. Clayton clearly didn't understand the state of the strays, or what it meant to be responsible for the safety and welfare of those animals. Know what, Clayton? How about you just fix the phones? Janata is up to no good, I tell ya. Well, Janata signs my paycheck every other week. You don't. Now fix the phones or I'm driving up to the mansion myself. Sven heard muttered cursing, and what sounded like someone kicking the inside of a big plastic bucket. Sven, you remember when your wife died? The question stunned him. What the hell did that have to do with anything? Of course I remember, Clayton. What's your goddamn point? Remember how I took care of things for you when you were grieving? Sven's big, calloused hand tightened on the plastic handset. Grieving. That was one way to describe it. Lying in bed and crying, not eating for a week, unable to lift a finger to help himself. That was more accurate. Clayton had taken care of everything. Clayton Detweiler, are you trying to tell me that I owe you? Yeah, and I'm cashing in. Just sit tight. Stay away from the barn, Sven. What a tit-for-tat son of a bitch. Whatever this thing was, 
it was a very big deal to Clayton. You want to tell me what's going on? I want to, Sven, but I can't. Wasn't that just perfect? Clayton didn't pull shit like this, ever. Had to be something major. I'll wait until the storm blows over, but that's it. Tomorrow morning, one way or another, someone is coming out here. A pause. Well, that'll have to do. I'll talk to you before then. Sven hung up and looked out the window, troubled thoughts whirling through his mind like the nasty winds taking shape outside. He'd known Clayton for, oh, thirty years now. Sven nodded. He could wait, wait until the storm had passed. After that, however, he had to fulfill his obligations. Sven rolled his neck. He heard and felt his old bones crack. The job was tiring enough even without any of this added stress. He felt exhausted. He looked down at Mookie, who looked back, fluffy tail suddenly swishing across the floor. You ready for a nap with the old man, girl? Mookie barked, then ran for the bedroom. Sven followed. Mookie spun in circles at the foot of the bed. Sven didn't bother undressing, just climbed on top of the blankets and lay on his side. Mookie jumped onto the bed and lay down in her favorite spot, nestled in the crook of Sven's legs. Both of them fell asleep in seconds. Clayton realized he hadn't actually done a head count on the cows from the plane. Maybe all of them didn't make it to Sven's. The Harvey's place was fairly close to the crash site. Perhaps some cows had wandered there. If James found a stray and simply snowmobiled to the mansion to find out what was going on... Clayton punched in the Harvey's number. Stephanie answered on the second ring. Hello? Stephanie, Clayton here. Oh, Clayton, are you going to stop by today? I can whip up those brownies you like so much and I'll put on some coffee and we can all sit down and... Just let me talk to James. It's important. Okay, hold on. Clayton waited, wondering about the choices he was making. His actions would put Sven, Stephanie, and James in potential danger in order to save Tim and Sarah from certain danger. A shit call either way. Hello, Clayton, James said. Glad to see you got the phone lines fixed this early. Not fixed yet, Clayton said. I'm on a handset at one of the breaks. Say, James, you seen anything weird? Weird like what? Like anything unusual with your cows. Just came from the barn, James said. Everything is fine. Why do you ask? Clayton breathed a sigh of relief. No reason. Sven said his cows were feeling a little sick. Mine are in the pink of health, but don't take forever to fix those phones. If there's some bug going around, I want to make sure I can reach Mr. Feely, eh? More storms coming tonight, so no point in fixing the same shit twice. All will be ship-shaped by tomorrow afternoon. Good day, James. Good day. Clayton broke the connection, happy there was one less thing to worry about. December 2nd, 2.02 a.m. Outside Sven's bedroom window, the storm picked up intensity, swelling, swirling, growing. Loud enough to rattle the windows in their wooden frames, but that wasn't what woke him. No, it was a pair of sounds. Mookie's low, gurgling growl of warning, and the cows, 
the screaming cows. Stay away from the barn, Sven. He sat straight up in bed. He'd heard sounds like that once when he was a boy in Antonagon. He'd left the barn door open just enough for a pack of starving coyotes to slink inside in the middle of the night and attack a helpless milk cow. Even as Sven hopped out of bed and quickly pulled on his snow pants and boots, he wondered at the high-pitched sounds of bovine terror, sounds so loud he could hear them over a 20-mile-per-hour wind from inside a barn some 50 yards away. Why had Clayton told him to stay out of the barn? Sickness didn't make cows sound like that. Predators did. He strode to his gun rack and grabbed his Mossberg 500 shotgun. He threw on his coat as he walked to the front door, switching the gun from hand to hand as he shrugged on one sleeve and then the next. The Mossberg was loaded, of course. He always kept it loaded. Mookie couldn't take it anymore. Her little body shook with violent barks. Row, 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 row. Sven opened the door just a bit and leaned through. Row, 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 row. Mookie's slim body tried to squeeze between the doorframe and his right leg. Sven turned his knee to block her. Each bark was an ear-piercing blast of animal rage. Mookie, calm down! Mookie did not calm down. The cows screamed louder. Sven heard noises like thunder, but it took him a second to realize what those noises actually were. 1,500-pound bodies slamming against stall walls against the inside of the barn. He felt Mookie's head suddenly slide between his calves. Sven slammed his legs together, but Mookie's head and shoulders were already through. He squeezed his legs tighter and reached down with his right hand, fingertips sliding inside the dog's collar. Mookie, goddammit, stay! Mookie lurched, yanking Sven forward. The shotgun stock caught on the doorframe and the gun fell forward. Sven instinctively reached his right hand to catch it, and just like that, Mookie shot off the porch and tore ass for the barn. Mookie, stay! Mookie did not stay. Sven ran after her. As soon as he came off the porch, away from the house's shelter, the wind cut at him, pulled him. Snow flew so hard it stung his face and hands. As he ran, Sven pumped a shell into the chamber. Mookie stood in front of the barn's big sliding door, barking with such violence that spit flew from her shaking head in gloopy strings that arced across her face and nose. Sven held the shotgun with his right hand as he planted both feet at an angle and slid across the snow. Mookie was preoccupied with the door and saw her master a second too late. She turned to run, but Sven's left hand caught a handful of neck fur and lifted the dog high. The Infected Trilogy is an unabridged three-season audio fiction series from number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler. 88 episodes, 53 hours of horror are free and available now wherever you listen to podcasts. Bad dog! Bad! Mookie's long, fluffy tail tucked between her legs, and she started yelping. Oh, stop it, you damn baby! When I say you stay, you stay! Something smashed into the barn door. Sven's hands flew to the shotgun. Mookie fell to the ground. Sven leveled the Mossberg at the door. Mookie scooted behind him. Even over the wind, Sven smelled burning fur? Cow screams, heavy slams, breaking wood, and another noise. 
a kind of growl? Something was in there with his cows. This wasn't sickness at all, and there was no way in hell Sven could walk away from some predator feeding on his animals. Already breathing hard from an adrenaline surge and a strange feeling of desperation, Sven kept his right hand on the shotgun, finger on the trigger, as his left hand grabbed the sliding door's black handle. He pulled open the heavy door an inch, just enough to peek inside with one eye. Smells billowed out. Shit. Animal fear. Burnt fur. And the heavy scent of blood. Ninety panicked cows in a space built for fifty calm ones. They ran back and forth, as if they might find some way out, slamming into stalls, walls, and one another. Blood streaked the walls, bales of hay, the cows themselves. Redness coated the floor in long, slimy streaks and spotted hoofprints. Just in front of Sven's boot, a long intestine snaked from one side of the barn to the other. Dirt and hay clung to its wet surface. Sven moved his head side to side so he could look into the barn at different angles, try to locate the danger. He wasn't going to fully open the door until he knew what he was dealing with. He craned his neck, trying to see past the shuffling mass of cattle. He caught glimpses of mangled cow corpses, so torn up their coats looked bright red with dark red markings rather than black and white. Bam! A cow slammed into the door and Sven jumped back. Fear tingling through his chest, he leaned and looked in. The cow crashed forward again. The wood shook as if it had been hit by a lightning bolt. No ear tag. It was one of his. Two other cows picked up on the first's efforts, perhaps sensing a possible way out. Bam, bam, bam! All three hit the door, almost 5,000 combined pounds of desperate animal pummeling forward. Sven stood amazed as the first cow struck again, this time with such force that the skin between her eyes split from the middle of her nose up past her ears. Blood poured down her face, but instead of stopping, she kept hurling herself forward. Bam! None of these three had ear tags. They were his cows. He had to get his herd out. They'd already seen a way to freedom. Even if he shut the door, they'd kill themselves trying to get away from whatever the hell was in the barn. If he let them out, he could shoot the predator. Then he and Mookie could round up the herd. Sven set the shotgun against the door and put both hands on the cold, red-painted wood. The cows kept slamming against it, briefly jamming the roller wheels with each impact. He leaned back hard, digging in his heels, walking the door open with a herky-jerky motion. Each cow impact generated a thundering reverberation of rattling dry wood. The first cow, head bloody, scraps of skin dangling from her nose and face, pushed halfway through the door, shoulders wedging in the narrow opening. She pushed the bottom of the door outward, jamming tight the roller wheels on top. Sven pulled hard, but couldn't budge it. The cows brayed in pure fight-or-flight panic. Another cow head appeared above the first, thrusting forward, trying to crawl over, pushed through the narrow opening, sharp hooves driving down on the head below. Sven desperately leaned back with all his weight, but the door wouldn't budge. Bam! 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 A rifle-shot sound of splintering wood. Sven looked up. The left roller wheel had almost ripped away from the door. Bam! 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 All of the wheels tore free, spinning out into the snow like shrapnel. Ten feet high, 
eight feet wide and three inches thick, the door dropped like a drawbridge. Sven almost made it clear. The thick wood kicked up a huge cloud of swirling snow when it drove on the ground and onto his left foot, just above the ankle. His fibula and tibia snapped like fresh carrots. Eyes wide and white, froth covering their muzzles, the cows roared out like some powerful orgasm of terror. Each pounding step drove the door down onto Sven's broken leg, pinning it, keeping him from pulling free. His screams joined the panic cries of the stampeding herd. Some of the cows stumbled and fell. Those behind them plowed forward, sometimes going around, sometimes stepping on the fallen. They spread out like a black and white and red gas, dissipating away from the barn, moving out across the snow-drifted field and into the swelling storm. Sven lay in the snow, eyes twisted shut, teeth bared, and mouth wide open in a silent scream of agony. He tried to pull his foot free, but each tiny motion ripped him with barbed wire blasts. Swirling black spots clouded his vision. A fierce shake of his head cleared some of them away. Blood poured out of his boots, staining the snow in an expanding red slush. Pain or no pain, he had to get free, even if he had to tear off his own leg to do so. The thing that butchered the cows was still inside. Fighting through the agony, he sat up and worked his fingers under the door. He only had to lift a little. His old, well-worked muscles bunched as he desperately tried to lift the 300-pound door. The wood rose, just a fraction of an inch, but it was enough for him to redouble his efforts. It rose another half-inch, then suddenly slammed down as if God himself had willed it. Sven's head snapped back in an involuntary scream. Tears streamed down his face, quickly freezing into glistening trails on his cheeks. He looked up. A cow stood on the door. It wasn't braying or panicking. It had just walked a few feet onto the fallen door and stopped. Sven recognized the white head with the black eye patch. Molly McButter. Move, goddammit! You fucking cow, move! She didn't. Mookie rushed in, snapped at her feet, but she didn't budge. Molly stood there, snow accumulating on her back, her head bent almost to the ground glazed eyes staring at nothing, her heavy belly round and distended and hanging low. Hanging low and moving. Get off the door, you motherfucker! Get the fu- Sven's epithet died in mid-syllable. A long, thick stream of blood poured out of Molly McButter's mouth to splash against the fallen barn door. The flow stopped briefly, just a few drops dribbling down, then it poured free again like crimson vomit. She turned her head to the side, weakly, as if it took some great effort and looked right at Sven. <sighs> that mournful noise was the last Molly McButter ever made. As it faded out, another sound replaced it. The muffled snap of a single cracking rib. Sven's pain wasn't forgotten, but now it seemed far away an echo of its former intensity. Another crack. Molly's ribs moved. A bloody paw ripped out of Molly, six-inch, gore-covered claws, tearing a huge hole in her belly. Blood and fluid poured forth in gallons, splashing against the barn door, spraying into Sven's horror-stricken face. 
Oh, sweet Jesus. Molly's knees wobbled. Her eyes rolled back, leaving only half-lidded whites exposed. She fell hard to her side, driving the door even farther onto Sven's nearly severed leg. Pain rolled through his head. A swarm of black bees filled his vision, threatening to take him into darkness. A bark at his side brought back his focus. Mookie stood next to him, chest out, hackles raised impossibly high, teeth bared, the sound coming out of her mouth more a roar than a bark. Molly's belly, once swollen and distended, now sagged against her ribcage. The claw came forth again, tearing her from sternum to vagina. A bloody, slime-covered thing slid out. Sven's vision blurred from tears and from pain. Unconsciousness threatened to pull him under. He snarled and dug his fingers under the door. He had to lift, lift or die. Sven threw all his strength into it, until the wood dug into his flesh, until his finger bones started to crack from the strain. The door didn't budge. His muscles weakened, only slightly, and in that moment, he knew there was no escape. Through a haze of semi-consciousness, in the snow-streaked glare of his barn's light, Sven saw the creature lift its blood-smeared head. A big, triangular head, too big for the body. Beneath the red blood slime, it had fur like a cow. A white head with a black patch surrounding the left eye. Eyelids open, blinked, and the thing looked right at Sven. He fell back into the snow, the black bees in his vision now as big as sparrows, flying about his head, blocking out everything. With his last ounce of energy, he lifted himself up on one shoulder. He looked for the shotgun, but it was somewhere under the door. The sparrow spots grew to the size of fat crows. Movement from the barn. Through a waving haze, he saw three creatures step out, one after another. These were also covered with blood, mostly dry, except for their mouths and claws, which were lacquered and wet red. Black and white and red. They moved clumsily, each step a new discovery. One of them opened its big mouth and bit down on Molly's rear leg. The thing shook its head like Mookie shaking a chew toy. Bones cracked, blood splattered, and with a snap, the lower half of the leg came free. A lift of the head, a few more crunches, and the leg was gone. The other two started tearing into Molly, ripping free huge chunks. Molly's mucus-covered eyes were still blinking. The one that had come out of her belly, though, didn't tear into the still-living cow. It stood on wobbly legs and staggered toward Sven. Then Mookie attacked it, snarling with lip-curled fury as her white teeth locked down on the creature's big head. The dog jerked and twisted, ripped her mouth away, taking the creature's right ear along with it. A flash of claws. Mookie's guttural growl instantly changed to a yelp, a real yelp, not the fake show she put on when Sven had tried to discipline her. Mookie was knocked away somewhere to the right. Sven didn't see where she landed, because through his spotty vision, he saw the creature coming toward him. Black eyes locked on his. Mouth open, teeth blazing. Hot breath in his face, breath like a puppy's. Sven's brain filled with a wonderful memory of a tiny ball of warm black fur that fit in one hand, a tiny pink tongue kissing his cheek. 
Then something stung his neck, a dozen poking knives. The crows turned into giant buzzards that blocked out all light. Then, nothing. You have been listening to Ancestor by Scott Sigler. Performed by the author. Produced by Empty Set Entertainment. You've probably heard the name Mary, Queen of Scots, and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy. But how much do you know about her life and what she was really like? For instance, did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language? In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part miniseries about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.